0: Coaches, leaders, what is up? John Hobgood here bringing you episode seven of the now official Frontline Forward podcast. Um, I hope that uh, by now you've kind of buckled in and uh, decided to engage with us a little bit and really dive in to each episode as we explore uh, the different topics of leadership and how that plays into our life and our ministry. Um, thankfully, we've been able to get this on a, a new platform called Podbean, which allows us to line out the episodes um, one underneath the other so you can easily see uh, what you're looking at and you can pick from any of them. And I think it's going to work out a lot better than uh, just getting it out on a Google Drive. So, um, Anyway, I hope you've been able to get some major takeaways from this. And, um, you know, because the the whole purpose of this is not just so that we can uh, prepare ourselves for when we are back into a building and leading our teams on site again, but it's also for our own lives, right? And for us to be able to see where maybe we can make some changes within our own self-development, our own leadership, uh, or maybe even if you have a team in a secular business, these principles work um, all around. And at the end of the day, we're here to sharpen each other. Iron sharpens iron. And uh, so, with that, I, I do like to always mention whenever I first start the episode. If you are jumping in for the first time, you know maybe you're uh, you just caught wind of this, um, you know, and what we're doing here. Uh, essentially, uh, PT and I are partnering up uh, to bring some content that we're very passionate about, and uh, you know we want to focus on the building blocks of leadership. And uh, so we just want to bring some content within twenty to thirty minutes um, of just some different things that we think can help us really um, grease the gears of leadership and how we can uh, really perform at a you know with high octane at maximum efficiency, et cetera, et cetera. And so uh, last the last couple episodes, PT brought some fire um, and talking about. Um, you know, the executing the planning stages. And so we talked a lot about the building blocks of planning, how to execute. And that easily uh, flowed right into how to empower our leaders um, within our teams to make decisions. Um, And and by doing so, it helps unlock the abilities and potential in others. And so if you have not taken the time to do that, I mentioned this when we first started the podcast series that, uh, you know, you would not typically – Uh, Watch uh, start a tv series in the middle or watch a movie and start it from the middle You're going to start it from the beginning and these episodes uh, Really go hand in hand with each other and you're going to see even tonight uh, Today or whenever you're listening to this um, how uh you know today's podcast even goes in and fits in with the previous podcasts and so you're going to hear little points little nuggets of things that were mentioned previously because they all are going to kind of flow together and really go hand in hand and so um, uh, you know again if you haven't taken the time to go to listen to those previous episodes one through six please do so um, because we really believe that Um, you know, this is really good, valuable content that can help all of us. So uh, with that, let's hop into today, uh, today's episode, uh, in which we're going to talk about making the tough calls under pressure. And this is otherwise known as decisiveness amid uncertainty. If you guys wanted a cool title, there you go, decisiveness amid uncertainty, and um, so this whole thing is wrapped around you know how, how how do we make the tough decisions under pressure, and how do we approach it in a simplistic way, and the first thought that even comes to mind is why is this topic even important, and uh, not to uh, scare anyone, but you know decision making is the one thing that separates the boys from the men, so to speak. Um, and there's a quote out there that actually says uh, 95% of the decisions you make in your career could honestly be made by an intelligent teenager, but they'll pay you for the other 5%. <laughs> and I thought that was good because decision making isn't always easy. And, and um, the routine decisions that you normally make, you know, uh, those aren't the ones that you're uh, really geared towards, the ones that are the important ones Um, Are usually the ones that don't come so often They don't come up so uh, Regularly as the routine decisions But when they do come up um, It really takes some grit It takes somebody That uh, can suppress the fear Can suppress the anxiety um, And can also be okay With making the wrong choice Right And so that is uh, You know that's a very big Important block For us to have on our belt Um, Is being able to make the tough decisions. And as a leader, whether you're in ministry or whether you're in business, it is important for us to understand this concept, right? Because our teams look to us for guidance and we're the ones that have the final say. Um, You know, and even if you're not a leader in any capacity, you know, you're still a leader of your household. You're a leader over your kids. Um, You know, you're a leader over yourself. And so being able to uh, make these kind of decisions amid uncertainty when, you know, the clock is running down, the time's ticking. uh, What are you going to do? That is what we're going to approach today. So um, let's dive right in. Um, Let's break down some of these things and let's see. uh, Let's see what we can do. So, uh, point number one is going to be find the middle ground, all right, find the middle ground, and I'm going to break that down just a little bit. Um, What this really flows into um, is uh, there are two, I would say, main characteristics that come out within leaders when they're facing tough decisions, okay? Now, there's a lot of characteristics about leaders, but there are two main types of leaders that kind of poke through the soil, so to speak, um, whenever there's a decision to be made, okay? And we're going to talk about these two real quick because it's going to kind of help paint my point. Um, and so the first type of leader we have is the one who makes the quick high intuitive decisions without necessarily gathering a lot of information, right? Um, They can make note of surroundings. They can get a few details and boom, they're making a call. They're moving forward. And we like to call this the go with the gut leader. All right. And um, the other side of that coin is the data analyzer, right? Also known as the analytical leader. And this person Uh, essentially has to get every type of detail dating back to 36 BC all the way to, uh, you know, the year 2035 if the issue could arise by that time. They have to have every uh, fact in between. Um, They go into straight lawyer mode, right, and and they're not making any call until they get all the facts they need, right? Everybody, I think you could probably think of some people that you know that fit uh, two of these categories, right? And so while both of them are useful and a positive, okay, um, they can also both be quite dangerous if they're used improperly. And uh, so what I mean by that is although the high intuitive leader, the uh, go with the gut leader can make quick decisions, they may jump the gun, right? They may not have gathered the important information and therefore they may have sacrificed a better solution because of that. And then on the other side of the coin, the analytical leader could be even more lethal because while they spend so much time becoming paralyzed by data and information and charts and graphs, they could end up wasting time, right? They could take too long to make a critical decision or worse, they don't make a call at all, which could compromise the objective completely. And so uh, our mission is to find the middle ground between these two main characteristics, right? Um, Because we want to be at a place where we can gather intel, we can get the lay of the land, we can get the sit rep, if you will, the situation report, right? But we also are keen enough, we are aware enough of what's going on that we're not going to spend so much time on gathering info that we're going to waste the productivity, that we're going to miss the objective, Right, Especially if the time is ticking, the clock is running out, and we have to make a decision quickly. And uh, so the question here is how do we find that middle ground? How do we train ourselves to be a middle ground leader between specifically these two points? And what we want to do to attack this to begin with is... Um, We need to find your biggest problem first. Now, if you guys remember, we've already talked about this subject a few episodes ago, right? We want to find our biggest problem first, and we want to focus on getting the facts for that one issue before we do anything else. And by doing that, we're going to isolate the biggest problem we've got right off the bat. Because once we do that, clearing the rest of it is a lot easier from that point. Right, And so we're kind of hitting the bullseye right there on the head, and then we're going to work our way um, around and we're going to get to the other stuff. But once we can nail the big thing first and at least get the intel about the big thing first, that will allow us to um, have the bigger picture. Okay, the next thing we want to do is we want to ask the major questions. Okay, and we want to ask the right questions. Okay, and, and notice I didn't say ask more questions. Now, you may have to ask more questions to get to the right questions, but, um, or to get to the right answers, but we want to make sure the questions we're asking are very strategic, right? We're, the questions we're asking are intentional. We're not just asking questions to ask, Right, we are asking the questions because, um, as the leader, you know that the that you need the answers to these specific questions in order to get to the root of the problem. And so, those questions could be something like, you know, what is that? What is the biggest problem we have right now? Okay, how much damage has it caused now? How much damage could it cause? Um, and what do we need to do to fix this one issue right now? And so, you'll notice how I. Uh, I left out, you know, maybe maybe I left out the question, how did this happen? Okay, that may be a question that needs to be answered after you get the solution, after you get the problem fixed. And so you as the leader have to make that t- determination on when you've gotten the best information possible, right? So, um, hey, you know, what happened here? How did this happen? Who's responsible for this? There are just some things that may need to wait until after we get the um, after we get everything figured out After we put out the fire Okay, and the last point to this On how we can find that middle ground Is don't be impulsive Right, take a deep breath And think through the process Before you make the call um, Even though the time is ticking I can tell you right now That the bomb squad guys Think about which wire they need to cut They don't just go cutting wires Because they know they'll blow up Okay So don't be impulsive Don't be reactive if you, if you are overwhelmed Take a deep breath I know that sounds elementary It sounds crazy But it works Take a deep breath And think through it Before you make a decision Okay So um, so there's that So that's the first thing We want to find the middle ground We want to ask the right questions And uh, we want to make sure That we are balancing The intel gathering from the making the calls, so that way we are not wasting productivity. Okay, Uh, let's move on to point number two, which is to utilize your chain of command. And uh, the reason that this point is so important is because so often as a leader, we feel very isolated. I know that I can feel very isolated as a leader because, again, and this goes back to some previous episodes. We feel like if we're not making the call, um, then we are not equipped to be the leader. And that is so far from the truth. And it is not a coward's way out to ask for help from those above you, beside you, and even beneath you. Um, As a matter of fact, it's an excellent way to put heads together to make sure you aren't missing anything. And so when we're faced with that tough decision and you start to think, man, I I just, you know, I don't even know what call to make at all, let alone the right call. You know, it's easy for that, that little thing in your head to go, yeah, you're just probably not equipped for this. You probably need to hand over the baton to somebody that can handle this kind of thing. Right. Well, that's quite the contrary. And I want you to know that asking for help and including others, it's not just a good idea to, to make sure you've covered all your bases. It also shows that your main focus is on fixing the issue, not stroking your ego. It's very easy to be prideful and make every call by yourself because you feel like that's what you need to do. Um, but it can actually end up hurting your objective more than helping. And so in the leaders that are above you, um, they're there to guide you and mentor you. Right, and you need to utilize that. Most likely, if you were in um, a position of leadership now, whether it be at uh, in ministry, you know, if you're a coach right now, you were put as a coach by somebody that is above you in leadership. Okay, nobody that was on your same level or beneath you that came and said, "Hey, you're going to be the leader of this team," right? Somebody above you did that because they saw something in you. Um, and they wanted to pull that out of you. They see leadership inside of you. And that's why you're there. Your name wasn't drawn out of a hat. And so go to your direct leader. Go to the person that puts you in that position. and Say, hey, I'm running into this problem. You know, what should I do about this? And what that's going to do is it's going to help. It's going to, the person that's right above you may be able to kind of give you some insight, not only about the problem itself, but, you know, maybe how to attack the problem going forward. Um, or similar issues. And so that way you're better prepared next time. So there is nothing wrong uh, with utilizing your chain of command. And and some ways that you could kind of put this into motion here is when an issue arises, allow your team to be involved if it's something that you can share with them. And this all goes back to empowering others. Again, we talked about this on a previous episode. When you empower others and you include them, you're giving your team buy-in. Okay, and it allows them to get their wheels spinning. Um, it allows them to learn how to make these kind of decisions the next time something comes up. And lastly, it shows them not to be afraid to ask for help. Okay, and I want to—I do want to point out this one thing. I love the way PT put this last week, and I wanted to add it to this week because it's so very important. Uh, he said to lead them in their language. And I, I want to make a, a note that I put in the very first of this point. Allow your team to be involved if it's something you can share with them, okay, the fact is is that sometimes um, you may have to only involve your direct leaders above you because it may be an issue that is more strategical and not necessarily tactical, and your frontline guys may not need to even be involved in that. And that's not you keeping information from them. It's just that um, sometimes you have things that you and your above leaders are more equipped to handle because that's why you're in that position. And we don't want to take the focus from your frontline guys or your junior leaders off of their objectives. We want them to be able to focus on the mission that you've laid out for them. And there are certain things that may not – it may be back-end stuff that you know you have already been uh, briefed on that you already know about. Your frontline guys may have absolutely no idea what any of that stuff is. And so versus you going to them trying to explain a, an issue to them that really they have – Uh, no information on to begin with, um, you may end up being counterproductive in that. And so uh, just make sure you uh, identify what kind of situation you're dealing with and involve the people that need to be involved. So I wanted to make sure I brought that up. So uh, point number two, utilize your chain of command. All right. And then last but not least is stick with the call you made. All right. And Uh, I bring this up because doubting ourselves can be so, so very easy to do. And in James 1, 6 through 7, the Bible talks about the one that doubts is like a wave of the sea being tossed and driven by the wind. And it goes on to say, for let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. And I want to tread lightly on this. I want you to hear my heart on this because... I don't want you thinking that if you made a call <laughs> on a situation and you realized that it was a really bad call and you know something bad is going to come of it, that you just are like, well, oh, well, <laughs> is what it is. I was told to stick with the call. That's not what I'm talking about, right? All, there will be times, there's going to be multiple times that you may have to make an audible, right? Audibles are just a part of leadership, right? You make a point. And uh, as soon as you made uh, the call, you realize, oh, man, I didn't even think about this. Hold on. Backtrack. Hold on. Hold on. Everybody back up. Let's back up and punt. This isn't right. This is why if we were to do this, this is what would happen. We need to switch it up. Right? There's nothing wrong with that. What I'm talking about is not letting fear uh, dictate the decision. Right, because when we are in fear and we get doubtful that what we made was the wrong decision, uh, fear begins to drive the outcome, and that's the last thing that we want. We don't want to end up backtracking, right? And that's exactly what James is talking about in the Bible. Is you know we don't want to be uh, a doubting Thomas, right? We don't want to. Um, be in a position where we make a call and we pretty much were saw that it was the right call and then as soon as you make it, that little thought creeps into your head that, oh no, this is not good. There's no way this is right. I'm going to get yelled at for this. Um, you know, th- this is probably the worst move I could have made, et cetera, et cetera. It's very easy for that fight or flight mode to come in and, um, you know, you start getting really nervous and you get scared that what you Did was wrong. You get scared that the call you made was not right. And so um, we do not want to get into a position where we let fear drive the outcome. And I want to make it known that making a tough decision, whether it be right or wrong, is going to elevate your risk tolerance. Okay. And it's going to teach you how to grow and make better decisions the next time you face them. So it's good for us to have lessons learned. Uh, whether they be good calls or bad, right? Either way, uh, the fact is, is that, um, you know, when you make a bad call, you have to remember that it's a lesson learned, not a life sentence, okay? So we do not want to um, slap the handcuffs on us and keep them there, Um, you know, for months and months because you made a bad decision. The fact is we all make bad decisions. And I know you guys have heard me talk about this before. It's coming up again, because again, it's a major, major point. And as leaders, uh, we are looked at. um, A big part of our job is making the tough decisions that nobody else makes. And the buck stops with us. And so we have to answer for the the choices that we make as leaders, whether those whether that be good or bad, and so, um, but at the end of the day, if you're giving it your all and you know that you're doing the best that you can, uh, that's all anybody can ask of you. And so, we have to keep that stuff in mind. So, um, just as a quick summary, um, you know, the first point we talked about is we want to find the middle ground and we want to ask the right questions. Uh, remember, it's not about asking a lot of questions we want to ask very intentional questions that get us the most effective answers uh, that will drive us to a solution so we want to focus on getting facts solve the main issue first and make the best decision for the team all right point number two was utilize your chain of command utilize the people around you to help with certain decisions Uh, For more in-depth problems or for things that um, you were briefed on that maybe you and your upper team need to deal with, um, use them for the help. But for things that your junior leaders can get involved in, allow them the opportunity to join you in some of the decision-making processes. This will allow them to receive buy-in, they will take ownership, um, and they will appreciate and respect you more for it. And the final point was, once you make the call, stick to it. Don't let fear be the deciding factor. And when we let fear make the choice in our decisions, it ultimately controls the way we lead. And we are here to lead in boldness, not in fear or anxiety. And so, guys, that is all that I have for you today. I really hope uh, that this left you with um, some value Uh, some content, something that you can take with you and run with it. And, um, you know, our whole mission here is to help people, and I hope that this um, really does that for you. So um, I'm actually going to do something a little bit different uh, this episode. I'm actually going to pray us out uh, just because I believe that prayer is the key to um, unlocking um, things in our lives, and I I want to um, just really, uh, you know, hone in on that. And um, I'm going to pray for boldness in us this week, and um, I'm going to pray that we can hit the ground running. So, uh, Father, I thank you for every person that is uh, tuning into this podcast today, um, or whenever they are listening to it. And uh, Lord, I pray that they're able to um, hear this and and really open their hearts to understanding. Uh, Father, I pray you give them wisdom and you give them guidance and show them the best way to lead. Um, and Lord, I ask that in everything we do, we wrap it in love um, and we uh, we are being the hands and feet of you every single day. And uh, in your name I pray. Amen. <clears throat> uh, guys, next week um, is going to be a good episode as well. I think I'll be taking that one. Um, and We're going to talk a lot about uh, discipline and freedom and how they are connected. So don't Uh, Forget to catch up on some of the other episodes. Make sure you are ready to rock and roll uh, for episode eight. That will release next week, and uh, we will talk to you then. We love you, and we will see you soon. You guys have a blessed day.